Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. We're lucky today to be joined by AA Motoring Services Technical Advisor, Alistair Wade, to help you out with your automobile. Hi there, Alistair. Good afternoon, Jesse. How are you? Really good. Thanks for your time today. I'm going to go straight into Tom's question, who says, are the tyre pressures recommended by car manufacturers always correct? He's got a Kia Sportage, which is a largest vehicle. The owner's manual says 30 PSI for all tyres, but it seems rather low, says Tom, for this size car and tyre. If I can put more air in my tyres, how much more should I inflate my tyres to? Yes, certainly. So on most manufacturers' vehicles, on the actual door B-pillar or where the door shuts is a placard which has different load ratings. So 30 is a good base rate to, to put on a tyre pressure, but 32, 33 is, is going to be okay. But it really depends on your loading. So if he has a look on it, there, there will be different options for it. So it doesn't normally just give you one tyre pressure rating for the, each vehicle. When you say loading, as in how many people are in the car, whether you've got a big boot full of stuff, huh? Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, it depends on your load. You can change that that, that tyre pressure. Thank you. Jan, on a similar topic, says tyre pressures are given for cold tyres, but by the time you drive to the service station, the tyres are hot. So what should you do and how much should you decrease or increase the stated pressure? Yeah, and that's why manufacturers will give you a range of of pressures, so it's not always set in stone. So obviously on a hotter day, obviously the pressure will go up. So again, it's it's learning to adjust and find what's right for your vehicle and the loads that you carry in it. So, sorry, I missed that. You do a little bit more for hot tyres? No, no, so back it back a little bit for a hot tyre and increase it for a cold tyre. Good stuff. What should be done in a routine service, asks someone else. Is there anything specific to ask for? Um, Any ideas? Yeah, well, like if you use this, it's always good to try and find a provider that you're going to use for the rest of the journey with your vehicle because then they can start from scratch. So, you know, your basic service is going to change your engine oil and filter and do your tyre pressures and windscreen levels and all that sort of stuff. But they're not going to replace things like brake fluid and coolant and transmission fluids all the time. They will be specific for that vehicle at certain time intervals. So it's always good to get that service provider and then they'll go through that journey with you with your vehicle and do those transmission services safely, 60,000 Ks, whatever the, the manufacturer recommends. I mean, everyone's tight on money. Well, a lot of us are tight on money. You know, how necessary is the, the service and how often yeah, well, should we do it? Yeah, I've, I've always been sort of trained that preventive maintenance is the key. Um, as long as you're doing your service every year or 15,000 days, whatever comes first, it's a small price to pay and it's going to save you money in the long run. If you miss those services, then you can end up running out of oil, you could get overheat, and that'll cost you thousands. So sometimes saving a little bit that you think you're saving, you're going to end up spending in, in the future when something does majorly go wrong with your vehicle. Natalie says, I have a 2.5-litre vehicle and regularly tow a trailer. When I go up a hill, I get a very pronounced burning smell from the engine bay. I had the engine and transmission service recently, but no change to the smell. I'm a bit worried. Any ideas? Yeah, some, sometimes when you get those 
intermittent sort of smells or when it's only in a certain sort of time frame, you need to go back to your service agent and go, hey, look, these are the systems, these are the issues I'm having under these circumstances. So then they can go out and reproduce that because generally when they're doing the service, it's going to be unlaid and not going to have the trailer with them. So they're not going to be able to look for maybe there is another problem under load that's causing that to make that smell. Thank you. Um, this is a, a big question, but I'll ask you for any general pointers. Kane wants to know what he should be looking out for when buying an electric car. Yeah, the biggest thing on an electric car is the state of, state of health. So that's the actual battery reserves, how much that battery life has got. So most manufacturers, when they sell you a new EV, will give you a seven-year or, say, 150K warranty on that battery. So anything over that, that's where you come into sort of borrowed time. So when you get your vehicle inspected, get, take it back to the safety to see buy and say, a, a Toyota EV. Take it to Toyota and get them to check the state of health. That will tell you how much life is left in the battery and even ask them what the cost of the replacement battery would be, just so you can go into it knowing what the cost could be in the future. Okay, I'm talking to Alistair Wade, who's AA Motoring Services Technical Advisor. What's a common breakdown issue for people when they go on road trips? Probably there's a lot of reasons for people to break down. Um, Obviously, flat tyres, punches, and non-maintained vehicles. So we always say to people, if you're planning that long journey, Get your car checked out, check you know, check the oil filter, check the tyre pressures, check all these basic sort of things that sometimes you take for granted, but when you're on the road, this is where it's going to hurt you. Um, anything else that we should check ourselves uh, ahead oh, uh, of a road trip? There's a lot of things that you, you could do. You know, how much time have you got? You've got a, a bit of time. We can. Well, <laughs> put, let me put it another way. Why don't I just put a little light on when I need oil or water? And normally that's too late. That's normally when you've got an issue. So you know, if you start with your basics like checking engine oil, you know, I'd probably recommend to check that once every month. Now, you obviously do that when the vehicle's cold on a level slope. You pull the dipstick out and give it a wipe and clean it. And then on the dipstick, it'll have indicators. It'll have a low and a high reading. So as long as your oil is within that low and high range, you're generally going to be okay. I guess if you've got any concerns or you're not too sure, Talk to your service provider, and you know, most of them are quite happy to have a quick look over it and tell them that you're going to go on a massive trip so they can make sure that they've got everything checked out for you. Alistair Wade, thanks so much. Really appreciate it. No worries. Tired of ads barging into your favourite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free. Or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.